Sometimes people are overwhelming. They want more and more and more and more. There's not a person in this room who doesn't have somebody in your life who's not complaining because you're not there enough or you don't call enough or you don't text enough or you didn't come see me or you didn't do this or you missed my birthday or you missed Halloween or you don't act like you used to act. And we're overwhelmed because the people who make the biggest withdrawals. Many times we fail and we would like to throw and point the finger at God because we do not look upon our own actions. We think that it's God to blame for that. But the actions that you've made, the decisions that you've made up to your tribulation. The way as humans don't pay attention to that, we're looking for someone to blame. Honestly, that person to blame is yourself. You blame yourself because you got yourself into that situation, you know? We don't listen to God. Joseph, he was thrown into the pit, but he was thrown into the pit for the greater good. He was brought out of that pit and he was sold, but he he was in the king's house. He dwelt among the king. He was rich. He God made him prosperous. So my question for you today is, are you Joseph or Jonah? Did you put yourself into the pit or did God place you into the pit? In today's society, we are so blinded by the world, but we're so blinded by pleasures of the world. We're blinded by our own lust, basically, um, as it says in James, in James 1 verse 14, we're tempted by our own desires it says in verse 14 but every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own of his own lust and enticed then when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death will literally die not not talking about you know physically we're talking about spiritually adam and eve they died what they died spiritually, right? There is a spiritual death and there's a physical death. We pay for our sins with our physical death when we, when we die at the end. However, during this lifetime, we're always supposed to be spiritually aware. We're always supposed to submit ourselves to God, right? And when we don't do that, we're giving into our flesh. We're giving into our hearts. We're giving into our mind because the mind and the heart, they are evil. Just as our tongue is evil. In James chapter 3, verse 6, it says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it dwelleth the whole body, and, set, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. And it even also says in verse 5, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter of little fire kindleth. And it says in Verse 7, this is out of order. I should have read it in order. But it says, for every, for every kind of beast and bird and of serpent and of things in the sea is tamed and hath tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father. And, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the cemetery. The summitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. 
our body is evil. It's, 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 it's pure wickedness, you know, and that's what we have to follow in spirit. I know in Romans it says, follow in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And we have to remember that the flesh and the spirit are at war with each other. And I would rather go with the spirit because with the flesh, that's just, it's not fulfilling. You know, when you when you sin, it doesn't give you, it doesn't give you all that you want. You are, you are left still empty. You know, when you sin, when I when I commit sin, when I, when I, you know, watch those inappropriate things, or when I defile my body by, you know, doing certain things, that's not a fulfillment. That's temporary. But with God, all things are fulfilled. All things are forever. You know, and in Revelation, I know. We are not going to be thirsty anymore. We're not going to be hungry anymore. He will lead us to the most beautiful river where we'll be able to drink, where we'll be able to just find food. On both sides, there's a tree of life. There, There's fruit on those trees. And the reason why I asked today's question, are you Joseph or Jonah? Jonah put himself into the belly of that fish by disobeying, by running from God. It says in, chap- in chapter, yeah, chapter 1, it says, Now the word of, of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But, jo- but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish and he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord he ran he did he didn't want to do it I don't know why he was so free but he, he just he was like no I'm not doing it and sometimes we can be like that too sometimes we can run from God when we don't want to do a certain thing that God asks us and we do that a lot and then we wonder why those consequences are following us while we're going through certain things because why because we, we're disobeying God you know, then it goes on to say in verse four, but the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like was like to be to be broken. Then the the mariners were afraid and cried every man, every man unto his God and cast forth the where the wares that were in that were in the ship unto the sea to lighten it of them but Jonah was go- was gone down unto the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep so the shipmaster came to him and said unto him what meanest thou well what meanest thou um sleeper arise call upon thy god if so be if so be that god will think upon us that we perish not and they said every they said every every one to his fellow come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil upon us so they cast lots and a lot fell upon jonah then then said they unto him tell us we pray thee for whose cause this evil is upon us what is thine occupation and whence comest thou what is thy country uh, and of what people art thou and he said unto them i am a hebrew and i fear the lord the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceeding, exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? 
for the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then said they unto, unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may, calm, may be calm to us? For the sea wrought and was temptuous, tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so, so shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to, to bring it to the land, and they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood for thou, for thou. For thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a, a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then chapter two says, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou harvest my heardest my voice, for thou hadst cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I, I cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward the holy temple. The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depths clo the cl closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains, and the earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord. O Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake, forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pray, I will pay that that I have vowed, pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord, the Lord, and the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited Jonah up upon the dry land and then in the next chapter Jonah goes to the Ninevites you know sometimes we just need that push sometimes we just need a reminder of who exactly God is Jonah put himself into harm's way when he ran from the Lord sometimes I put myself into harm's way when I disobey God sometimes you may put yourself in harm's way when you disobey God you know, even that one prayer, one prayer in the morning, when we wake up in the morning, could save us from anything. But if we don't, then that one thing, it just brings all bad things if we don't do it. One prayer. Remember, the Bible says to pray without ceasing. Joseph, he endured all those tribulations. He endured every little thing that came his way. God came to him in a dream and God spoke to him in a dream telling him about his brothers and his sisters and they felt they was like no we're not going to you know worship this man or bow down to anyone you know and what they did was 
they took him and they tricked him and it was like they were gonna kill him and they put him into a pit right and they showed they sold him to the egyptians but hold on i'm, I'm gonna read to you what happened when they sold, sold him to the egyptians in chapter 37 of genesis verses 20 it says come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into into some pit and we will slay some evil beast has devoured him and we shall see what will become of his dreams and reuben heard it and he delivered him out of their hands and said let us not kill him and reuben said unto them shed no blood but cast him into the pit in, into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might he might rid rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again and it came to pass when joseph was come up come unto his brethren that they stripped joseph out of his, out of his coat his coat of many colors that was on him and they took him and cast him into into a pit and the pit was empty and there was no water in it and and they sat down to eat bread and they lifted up their eyes and looked and beheld and behold a company of ishmael ishmaelites came from gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and mirror going going to carry it down to egypt and judah said unto his brethren what prophet is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood come and let us sell sell him to the ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him for he is our brother in our flesh and his brethren were content then he then there passed by midianites and merchant men and they drew and lifted up joseph out of the pit and sold joseph to the ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver and they brought joseph into egypt and reuben returned into the pit and behold joseph was not in the pit and they rent his they and he rent his clothes and he returned to his brother and said the child is not and i whither shall i go and they took joseph's coat and ki and killed a kid of goats and dipped the coats the coat in blood in the blood and they sent the coat of many colors and and they brought it to their father and said this have we found know not whether it be thy son's coat coat or no and he and he knew it and said it and and said it is my son's coat the evil beast hath devoured him joseph is without doubt rent in pieces and jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days and all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him but he refused to be comforted and he said for i will go down to the grave on i will go down into the grave unto my son's mourning thus his father wept for him and the midianites sold him unto egypt unto potiphar an officer of pharaohs and the and captain of the guard over a dream over a dream because you disagree with what your brother tell you and sometimes but especially in today's society we do that we kill our siblings now we get a gun we go kill our siblings if they look at us any type of way or if we go through something and we don't know how to handle it we don't turn to god anymore we turn to weapons we turn to you know anger we turn to wrath and it's so sad and it's so sickening I'm gonna just I'm gonna read thirty eight. And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brethren and turned to the certain Adulamites, and his name was Hira, and Judah saw there a daughter of 
a daughter of a certain Kenite whose name was Shua, and he took her and went into her, and she conceived, conceived and bare a son, and called his name Ur, and she and he she conceived again and bare a son, and she called his name Onan, and yet she again conceived and and, and bare a son and called his name Shelah, and and he was at Shezib, and she bare him, and Judah took a wife for Ur. His firstborn, whose name was Tamar, and Ur Judah, and Ur Judah's firstborn was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. See, see, I feel like if we was in those days, there would not be many people alive. It wouldn't, because you're making these unrational decisions, thinking from your own heart, thinking from your own mind, when all it brings is chaos, when all it brings is death. And Judah said unto Onan, Go in unto thy brother's wife, and marry her, and to raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that the seed should be, should be, where was I? Um, 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 um. Okay, I'm going to just repeat it. And Judah said unto Onan, Go into, go in unto thy brother's wife, and marry her, and raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that, that the seed should not be his. And it came to pass when he went unto his brother's wife and that he spilled it on the ground lest that he should give seed to his brother and the thing which he did displeased the lord wherefore wherefore he slew him wow okay so i'm gonna skip ahead and go on to 39 right and it says hold on one second okay 39 of Genesis, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him in the hands of Ishmael, the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found grace in the sight of, in his sight. And he served him and he made him overseer, overseer of his house and all that he had put, that he had put his, into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he made it, that, that he had made him an overseer of his house and all, and all over, all, and over all that he had, that, um, that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not all he had saved the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and was and was well favored. Okay, so basically I'm gonna just sum it up. Basically, Joseph was a man, a good man, you know, he did everything God told him, right? So later um, he was cast into the, into the prison because Pharaoh's wife, Pharaoh's wife tempted him, was basically trying to sleep with him. Don't make no sense. Do it. That's basically what people do today. Try to sleep with each other's wives, committing adultery and all of that. Um, in the past, um, you know, I would look at women lustfully and stuff like that. And I'm trying my best not to. And now, you know, even with same sex i still struggle with that as well but you know resisting temptation is just it, i remember i know in james it says 
the blessed is the man who resists temptation, right? So, and even it doesn't bring us no joy to do those type of things. And now that I'm in my walk with Christ, I know that. And I'm just looking and like feeling sorry for what I've done back then and for what I do. And even when I slip up and backslide, sometimes I'm, you know, just torn because I leave God's presence. And if you've ever felt God's presence, it's so amazing. It's so loving. It's so kind. It's unexplainable. God's love is unexplainable, right? And so basically the wife tried to, you know, um, seduce him and he ran. He ran naked and the wife lied to her husband and said that he tried to sleep with her and he was cast into prison. <laughs> but later finding out, he found out the truth that the, the wife set up everything and did all that. So he was brought out from um, the prison. And I think Joseph, uh, if I can remember correctly, Joseph was a dream interpreter. Yeah, Joseph was a dream interpreter. So Pharaoh had a certain dream about swine being destroyed and all that. That was basically the famine. And that's why um, everybody had to, you know, come to Joseph to get food, come to Egypt to get food. And so Joseph's brothers came and got food. But Joseph hid himself from his brothers, you know, and he pretended to, you know, to um, basically, you know, he put stuff in their bags and and told them that they they stole from him and all that, you know. And his his dream came true. Basically, they were they were sorrowful. They practically, you know, bowed and was like, call him master and stuff like that. So he was Joseph was a prosperous man. Joseph and Jonah they both had were put into the same situation. Joseph, I would say, Joseph passed and Jonah. He failed his test, but he was given it again. He repented, and he was blotted out of the fish. And Joseph was a prosperous man. However, with me, I don't believe in the prosperous the prosperity gospel. That is just, yeah, it's, it's not. That's not right. You don't want your relationship with God to be, oh, just wanting this, wanting that. Oh, you do this, you do that. Then you get this, and you get that. That's not. That's not the way. That's not the correct way. So basically. Yeah, are you Joseph or are you Jonah? Will you do the will of God? Will you obey God or will you run from God? There's a difference between fear. For me, if I feared God, you know, I would not want anything, any of his wrath to come upon me. So I would try my best to do what he wants, to do his will, to follow him, to be Christ-like. And some, I feel like people don't understand that nowadays because, you you know, you fail, you run, and you want to run because you're so comfortable with the lifestyle that you're living. We have to get uncomfortable with following God. We have to get uncomfortable with being, we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, basically. And a lot of people do not want to do that. Because they're so stuck in their hearts. They gratify the desires of their heart, gratify the desires of their flesh. And it's it's so sad because you can be more. This world offers nothing. This world is not going to be, there's not going to be a world anymore after Christ comes. And this world can offer nothing. You know, the only person who can offer Everything is God. God can give us anything. And even with 
with David. David did everything right, right? But he went and encountered the people. He he followed his own heart, and that's why he had to die, because he did not do what God told him to do. He did what himself told him to do. I'm actually going to turn to the page, and I'm going to read you all that. So in Second Samuel, um, Second Samuel chapter twenty-four, um, it goes and says, and again the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and He moved David against them to say, "Go, number Israel, Israel and Judah." For the king said to Joab, the captain of the of the host which was with him go now through all the tribes of israel from dan even to bear even to beersheba and number ye the people that i may know the number of the people and job said unto the king now the lord now the lord thy god add unto the people how many so, so ever they be an hundredfold and that the eyes of my of my lord the king may see it but why doth my lord king king delight in this thing Notwithstanding, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the host. And Joab and the captains of the host went out of the presence of the king to number the people of Israel. And they passed over Jordan and pitched in Aroer on the right side of the city that, that lieth in the midst of the river of Gad and toward Jazer. Then they came to, Gil to Gilead and to the land of Tath. Team Hodishi, and they came to to Dan John to, to Dan John, and about to Zidon, and came to strong of stronghold of Tyre, and the cities of the Hivites and the and the Canaanites, and they went out out to the south of Judah, even to Beersheba, and and when they so when they had gone gone through gone through all the land they came to jerusalem at the end of the nine months and 20 days and joab gave up this uh, gave up the sum of the number of the people to the king and there were israel 800 800,000 valiant men that drew the sword and the men of judah were 500,000 and david's heart smote him after that he had numbered the people and david said unto the lord i have sinned greatly if in in that I have done, and now I have beseeched thee, O Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. For when David was up in the morning, the word of the Lord came unto the prophet Gad, David's seers, saying, Go and say unto David, Thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things, choose thee one of them, that I may do it unto thee. So Gad came to David and told him, and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land, or wilt thou flee? Three months before thine enemies, while they pursue you, pursue thee, or, or that there, there be three days pestilence in thy land. Now advise, and see what I, what see what answer I shall return to him that that sent me. And David said, said unto Gad, I am in great strait. Let us fall now unto the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. And let me not fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon from Israel the morning, even time to the appointed. And there died the people from Dan, even to Beersheba, seventy thousand men. And when the angel when the angel and when the angel stretched out the hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil, and said unto the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now. 
stayed now thine hand and the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place of Aruna, Aruna the Jebusite so the Lord he turned away from what he was about to do wow that's God is truly merciful and David spake unto the Lord when he had saw the angel that smote the people and said lo I have sinned and I have done wickedly but these but these sheep what have they done let thine hand and I pray thee be against me and against my father's house and Gad came came that day to David and it said unto him go up rear and altar unto the Lord of the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite and David according to the saying of God went up as the Lord commanded and Aruna looked and saw the king and servants coming on toward him and Aruna went out and bowed himself before the king king on his face upon the ground and Aruna said wherefore is my lord the king come to his servant and David said to buy the threshing floor of thee to build an altar unto the Lord that the plague may be stayed may be stayed from the people and Aruna said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be the oxen of for burnt sacrifice, and threshing instrument, and, and other instruments of the oxen of full woods. All, all these things did Aruna as the king, as a king gave unto the king. And Aruna said unto the lord, uh, I mean, unto the, he said unto the king, the Lord thy God accept thee. And the king said unto Aruna, Nay, but I will surely buy it, buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offering, offering unto the Lord my God of, of that which doth cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen of the fifty shekels, of the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built an altar unto the Lord and, and offered burnt offering and peace offering. So the Lord was entreated for the land. And the plague was stayed from Israel. So, wow. That's crazy. Because he did one thing. You know, and, and God's heart was, for, I mean, David's heart was for God. Every time he sinned, you know, he repented. He, he did the right thing. And God didn't tell him to, you know, do those actions that he did. He... He did that on his own, and for God had to punish him for that. And that just goes to show, if we listen to God, right, if we do these things, if we do what God wants, he will reward us. We already have everlasting life. We already have the gift of grace through faith, right? But the thing is, we have to continue in our faith. We have to push off the world, not meaning, you know, you know, hide or whatever. We're not supposed to hide, but I'm saying, like, be obedient to God. We are not people pleasers. We're here to please God, not men. And I feel some people just don't understand that. Jesus came, and he endured every trial and tribulation. And yet, he prayed, and he said, If this, he asked his father, he said, Take this cup away from me, but if thou wilt, and not. He said, hold on, I'm about to turn to it, hold on. In Luke 42, no, I mean 22 verse 42, Jesus said, saying, Father, if thou 
if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And when he taught us to pray, Jesus said, your will as in heaven. Wait, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven, right? So wherever we, even if we are on earth, we're not separated from God. We're not separated. We're supposed to let his will be done. Because why? We are his servants. We are to do the will of God. We are to save people from from hell. We're literally supposed to save people. We're not. I'm saying we're not supposed to save people, but we're supposed to plant seeds. It's not our job to save, but God to save only. We're supposed to plant those seeds and let God handle the rest. Once we plant those seeds, we just let it be and God will handle the rest. God will come and he will save those people. He will bring them to repentance, right? If we are supposed to edify one another, once we edify one another, once we, you know, talk, once we pray for one another, God will handle the rest. He will handle everything that is done. And all we have to do is just do something very little. He doesn't ask of much. And yet we feel like he does. We feel like he asks as much. I'm going to tell you who, who really acts much, but don't do it themselves. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, the preachers, the preachers, they do it. You know, and even Jesus said it, that they do it. They, they, they put burdens on us that we have to carry it, and they don't even carry it themselves, right? We are the chosen. We, you, me, everybody, right? If we, if we know the truth, then, you know, God called me. He called you. He called everybody. We are supposed to be doers, not hearers only. Let's do the will of God. Let's do what it says in his word. And even I'm talking to myself when I say that I have to do the will of his word because sometimes I don't, you know, but it's time for us to get more serious. We're already hearing wars. We're already suffering in wars. Jesus warned us about that, right? So the soon, the we we went from the Afghanistan war into the Russian and Ukraine war. So crazy. War after war. And yet, there's more to come. Remember, this is only the beginning. This isn't the middle or the end. This is only the beginning of sorrows. So, yes, repent, turn your life to Jesus, and trust in him. You know, many people say, oh, you have to do this and do that. No, you don't. Trust Jesus. He'll show you the way. What I want to say is, when you trust Jesus, when you give him your life, you're 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 gonna want to change. The people who say they give their life to Christ and don't change, they didn't really give their life to Christ. You can yeah, they, they really didn't. But I wanna encourage somebody today. If you're going through something, if you're in need of something, ask God and He will provide. Ask with faith. Ask with faith. Faith goes a long way. It it does. And also, if you ask, get up and work for it. Remember, faith without works is dead. So ask in faith, and it should be done to you. If it's the will of God, of course. Do not go after your own lust. Don't do that. And just love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself those are the two greatest jesus said those are the greatest the greatest so 
just stop setting up high expectations for in order for you to follow Jesus and just follow him right then and there. Wherever you are, wherever you're low, wherever you're the lowest of lows, follow him. Follow him and follow him. Jesus said to Matthew, Jesus said to John, Jesus said to Zebedee, Jesus said to all of the, his disciples, follow me. Jesus said to Peter, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And he did just that. Wow. Today was great. Thank you for hearing me and listening. And I love you all. And I hope that you all have a blessed week. I am apologizing for not uploading episodes. You know, usually it's just life happens. But I will try if it is the will of God to post more often. Remember, ask yourself daily, are you Joseph or are you Jonah? Don't run. But instead, endure. Blessed is the man that endureth. I love y'all. And I hope that you all have a blessed and wonderful week. And may God bless you all.